This episode is brought to you by Rockstar Energy Drink. Be honest, are you procrastinating by listening to this podcast? It's okay. You just need Rockstar Focus. Choose from three delicious flavors, each crafted with ingredients for an ideal energy and mental boost, like lion's mane, 200 milligrams of caffeine, and zero sugar. Visit rockstarenergy.com to learn more. At least 75 milligrams of caffeine has been shown to help improve attention. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and howler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a... Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf and Our Podcast Rubbish Rang and Ethan Tom Davis inside the ride This one for the bit about why Yes, yes, a little bit of a history lesson for you in here Wolf and Our, how we do? Yes, easy, nice for the girls inside. You remind me so much of Tim Westwood. He <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> got that like... <laughs> I, I would pay, right, nothing more. Genuinely, right, you know, when, like, this would be, like, my bucket list would would be to see you and Tim West, Westwood, like, go on holiday together <laughs> to Vegas and <laughs> have the whole thing filmed. And I could just sort of sit there and watch it in my hospital bed. There is, uh, I don't want to get sued now, but there's, uh, well, first of all, like, I've got a bit of a problem with Westwood. I'm going to say it now. Really? I mean, I don't know if this is, no, I haven't got a personal problem with Westwood. Um, but he, um, he's basically been quite disrespectful about Rodney P, who's like one of the, one of UK hip hop's fucking yeah. stalwarts. And like Westwood, you know, Westwood's like, listen, I'm going to say this now, and I don't even know why we talk. Well, I don't know why I'm talking about this in this level of detail on the Wolf and Owl. This is a, this is more of a hip hop save my life chat. Am I right, guys? But I like that they can cross over. Yeah, fine. So uh, I mean, uh, we won't be talking about shit for ages on Hip Hop Save My Life, though. That's the only difference I would say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just think that he's just sort of like one of those guys who's trying to stay young and cool. There's a time, and we, me and you have talked about this, like the time you've got to let that go and you have to just go, I can't be that person anymore. Tom, I, I, know, like, you're, I, I, I know you're saying that, but and 
I understand where you're coming from. But neither you nor I have done that. I mean, can I just... Can... No, no, no. But also, Tim Westwood's got like 10 or 15 years yeah, on Yeah, sure. But what I would say is, you and I, in terms of in terms of letting go of trying to be cool, right? In terms of moving on to where our ages are, bearing in mind, rem- let me remind you that I'm only a year older than you, right? Uh, you and I are not good at that. I mean, first of all, no. look at how we dress. Look at how much money we spend yeah. on trainers. Look at the fact that both of us wear caps, right? We yeah. both spend loads of money on trainers. Like, I do think you and I have got... I'm not, I wouldn't say it's a problem. Right. I love that about us, Tom. I love that about us, but it's not good. <laughs> I mean, it, no, but, but let me just say this, yeah? Like, and I don't want to get any beef on the show, and I don't want that at all, right? But Tim Westwood dr- dresses younger than we dress now, and he's got to be a buck old 70. He's, 60, he's in his 60s. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. Anyway. Anyway, look, Tim right, Westwood, we like you, okay? We've got respect for the man that brought hip-hop to the UK, all right? Tom, I, I, I've, like, I've just come off of doing the Ranganation, and I did a bit of filming today, and I'm tired, and I've had a Red Bull to compensate, but now I feel like it's made me, it's slightly taken me the other way. Can you tell at all? Right, do you feel giddy? I just feel a bit, a little bit hyper. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I'm going to be honest with you, I already regret the sort of garage MC uh, intro. I regret what I've said about Tim Westwood. All of that, all of that, I'm going to have to sort of spend the next couple of days thinking about whether I want to be kept in the edit. We, we've been, rec- we've been, reco- we've been recording for five minutes. We've been recording for five minutes. I'm pretty sure that three and a half minutes of it is unusable so far. <laughs> Yeah, but the trouble with you, right, is you get so fucking like your panties all fucking up your butthole. Like, <laughs> like, like I mean, like, look, I, I, I baseline with you because I, I did have an espresso before this. So yeah. I've had a long week for your pain, brother. Um, so, yeah. Do you know, do you know the thing, right? This is, I'm just going to drop this. So we get a lot of great people messages on the basis of this show, right? Mm. You're going to, this is going to be something that you nail me for. So I had a guy this week who sort of messaged me and he was very sweet and he was like, da, 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 like you know, I love the podcast, everything, so he mm. enjoyed it. And then he said, look, can you give me some advice about acting? I'd like to get into the world of acting. Right. And I was like, yeah, cool. We're, like, we're, so first know, of all, what, sorry, by the way, uh, well, no, not by the way, how, would it, how did he contact you? Instagram messages. Okay, cool, cool, yeah, Instagram cool, cool, cool. Okay, carry on. Yeah. So um, I said, oh, you know, what we do talk about it in one of the podcasts. If you've been listening that much, you'd have heard that. But also... um. Yeah, I was just like, look, here's some organisations that you could contact, and uh, you know, and I tell you what, I I came in like Romish did in a bit of an unorthodox way. We've not trained as actors, but I could what I could do is I could reach out to some of the people I've worked with over the years or friends, and maybe that I can get some advice and I can help you out. Right, so this is two days ago. Okay. Right, over two days, I've had thirteen messages. What's going on with this? Are you still able to help? Hey, mate, I've just woken up. I'm really keen to get this move. Right, 13 messages, right? Now, I messaged him after message seven saying, mate, uh, it's a pandemic. Some people are a bit slow getting back. I've got other things going on at the moment. I will get back to you as soon as I can. But genuinely, I'm not <laughs> I'm not a citizen of your, you know, I'm not here for career advice. Like, genuinely, like, do what I did and Google. You, you've got more, uh, you know, ability to, to Google stuff. Um, I said, look into the poor school, right? Which is an amazing drama school. Mm. And he went, the poor school, I've never heard of it. Well, fucking Google it. Like 13 messages. 
And finally, I just today said, look, man, I, I don't think I can help you. And uh, this is what I want to throw out. This is my point to it all is I don't think that I, like, I do this quite a lot where I'm actually, I'm quite genuine. I'm quite, yeah, you know, I can help you out or, you know, yeah, I'll do a video for your uncle or whatever. And then that opens up a load of stuff where I just tend to get like message after message. And then they, people get really aggressive and really like, do you have that? Do you, I know the answer to this. So I don't know why I'm fucking asking it. Do you ever get this? Can, can I just say something? I mean, it's absolutely got, I've got fucking zero sympathy for you now. I'm, I'm just going to tell you that now, right? Now, listen, you're a lovely bloke, okay? You are a lovely bloke. One of the nicest hearts of anyone I know, right? Love you to bits. And that is the reason that you replied to this guy. But I don't know how many times I have to tell you, don't fucking do it, Okay. No, no. Because what what's happened now? You've got no idea how people are going to respond to your to your offer for help, right? Okay, there's so many ways yeah. that can be misinterpreted. You're a busy bloke, right? We barely are able to fit this in, all right? And then you're fucking taking on new projects, all right? No, and, I, and, I just think it's like, and the, you you don't know how people are going to react to what you say. Some people might go. And listen, I've replied to messages in the past where somebody said, could you do this for me, right? And I've gone, yeah, sure, and I've done it. And they've gone, fucking hell, never expected you to reply. Thank you so much for doing that. And I go, no problem. And that's the end of our interaction. Great. But for every one of those, you get somebody that messages you, asks you for a favour, you do that, then they ask for another favour, you do that, then they ask for another favour, and you stop replying because they're messaging all the time. And then they get pissed off of you. It happens so many times man like and so like and and i'm not blaming people for doing this it's just that as soon as you open up that thing it just leads to potential misunderstandings like and look let's let's give that guy the benefit of the doubt here right let's imagine he's got in touch with you you're you're a role model okay whether you like it or not whether you accept that that mantle or not you are a role model right one of the most talented comic actors in the country, okay? He's got in touch with you and you've replied. Amazing, right? He must be buzzing his tits off, okay? Now, you've got to combine the fact that he probably doesn't know what, he doesn't know anything about the industry, doesn't know anything about to get into it. And also, he doesn't want to lose the fact that he's got your ear or your eye or whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. So he's trying to be enthusiastic and like, I'm really keen to do this, I'm really keen to do this. He might be thinking... This is impressing, Tom. Like I'm showing, I've got a bit of hustle about me. Do you know what I mean? It's like you know when you hear these, I, I was like, like you know, being a hip hop fan, you hear so many stories about this this guy going. I just stood outside of Jay Z Studios and I rap every day. I was rapping when he came out. I was rapping when he came out. Now, to some people, that's initiative and determination. To other people, that's harassment. So that's what I'm saying. The guy's probably thinking he's coming at it from a, from a right place. What you've done is you. You always reply to people and you create yourself problems. This is something you could have completely avoided by by just putting in your... Yeah, but I wanted to help the guy. I, I looked sure. at him and thought, you know what? Sure. This guy looks like, it, you know, he, he... And I thought, a little bit of advice here. You know, he'll say thanks. I've 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 nodded him in the in the best place to possibly go and train as an actor. Yeah. This, By the way, this isn't something that just happens online. And it's, I, I do this in real life as well. What do you mean? I've been out in the pub and, you know, someone's asked me for advice and I've ended up having or come up to chat and I've ended up in a situation where I'm trying to help someone out or trying to, you know, well, in the end, I think. Th- look, that is a, a, a testament to what a lovely bloke you are. 
uh, I, I I don't know if I could do that. I don't I, I don't know if I could be. Uh, yeah, I just don't know if I could do I, that. Do I know, guess I'm not as nice a bloke this as because of this guy. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think it's necessarily. It's just I look at it and think, well, he looks like he probably need. But now I actually I've questioned that. I've got to say it's made me question it. I've gone like. The sheer amount of right, yeah, you know, and it, in what's this week been quite a trying week. I've been busy. There's been a lot going on, like both professionally and personally. To then get like you know, I'm like, I'm getting more messages off you than I am off certain family members who are going through shit, <laughs> like like, and I can't deal with that stuff. So what you're expecting from me, I don't know. I've already said, look, man, do this, do this, and best of luck and if i can help you further down the line or the, you know i can send you some advice and send you some people to talk to but it has made me question it i've, I've now got thought actually Rome, and <laughs> the frustrating thing is me and you have had this conversation in our friendship probably about five times <laughs> no but do you know what do you know what can i, can I say so i i'm not going to give you a hard time right because actually it's not like this is coming from a bad place. It's coming from a good place. You, you, you're a nice bloke. That's why you're doing it. The only thing I would say is I am, I am, and I'm, I'm sort of conscious of the fact I'm coming across as an arsehole here. I am happy to help people if they want to know how to get into stand up. If they want to know how to, yeah, yeah. I mean, mate, I think you know, I've, I've got stories as long as my arm about amazing stuff when I've been in your presence and you know how you. Are, I think actually when you're with you. As a person, and people come to chat to you. I've seen you give advice. I've seen you be amazing, and and you know, so yeah, I think you're doing yourself a bit of a misjudgment by saying that. Yeah, yeah. But what I would what I would say is, I think, mate, I think you've got to keep that shit on the public forum, right? For example, like I do Facebook lives and stuff, and sometimes I yeah. say to people, ask me any questions you want, right? And there, and people will say, how do you get into stand up, or you know, how do you do this? What's the advice for that? And I'll answer it there. I just think it's different when you take it to a private, you, you, you don't, you just can't predict how people are going to react. Do you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and, and I had it, I, mate, I've had messages where, um, I had a message where you just don't know how people are going to be. I had a thing where I saw an Instagram message, right? And it started off like this, right? And, and I hadn't replied at all. I just stumbled upon a series of messages. First message, hey man, big fan. Um, just wanted to say, love all your stuff, something along these lines. Could you do a video for my mate Pete saying, hey, fat Pete, you dickhead, from Romesh, right? Obviously, I didn't reply to that. Next message. Hey, man, um, uh, you might not have got around to reading this yet, but I'd love you if you could do this video message for, for my mate Pete. Next message. No replies from me. Next message. Um, just wondering when you're going to get back to me about this, this video. Um, it'd be like it'd really make him happy. No reply. Next message. Wow. Wow. Can't believe that a fan's got in touch with you and you can't be bothered to get in touch. That really says a lot about you. No reply. Next message, right? This is the first message I'm seeing now. I've seen the whole group go down. I am telling all of my friends and everyone I know to not engage with anything you do. I think your attitude is absolutely disgusting. Someone who supports you has got in touch with you and even have got the decency to get him back in touch, like just fucking like rinsing me. You just can't, you can't predict how people are going to react, man. So like, nah, it's a wild one. I mean, let me just, by the way, I want to do a big shout out to someone who did get in touch this week and called me the Greta Thunberg of uh, Tracksuit Bombs. Um, okay. So, so why are you the Greta Thunberg of Tracksuit Bombs? 
Thunberg is Thunberg. Well, right. well, okay. All right. uh, look, I might have got it wrong, but I'm certainly not going to accept your correction to me. Go on. <laughs> no, because of the zip zip gate. Yeah. And um, look, I think you have probably mentioned in dispatches, but um, yeah, like they were just saying, you know, hopefully this can be a camp. Oh, look, I'm just going to say this and be clear about it. Let's get the pandemic. Let's get all of this crap out of the way. Let's get all this horrible stuff, and then let's focus on getting. Every tracksuit bottom to have zips. That's Can I ask a question? I Can I ask a question just off the back of this yeah. tracksuit thing? Do you think, and I'm happy with whatever answer you give me here, do you think I've got more of a kind of an arsehole vibe than you have? Just generally. <laughs> Is this a Red Bull? Huh? It's not Red Bull. I'm just sort of like, I, I'm just... <laughs> you can fly. Do you, do you, uh, do you, you know think, what? do you I, think... I think episodes one to seven, yes, I think probably. And I think since then, people have clocked that up. <laughs> I enjoy winding you up. No, because no, I'll tell you why. Because because you don't see this. I read the emails, right? And yeah. whenever I'm going through the emails, people are so upset about having to di- if they disagree with a big old wolf that they love and hug, Tom. But as soon as they've got, as soon as they want to disagree with me, they're fucking delighted. And even when they, even if they do agree with me, it's like, I mean, obviously, I'm normally. I'm normally team Tom. I'm wolf all the way. But on this instance, I'm absolutely disgusted. And I've had to, I've thrown up several times <laughs> before having to say that I agree with Romesh on this one. So I'm just wondering if, like, and also, you know, if you listen to the actual content of, of what's said, Tom, some of the shit that Tom has said to me, <laughs> but it's something about his tone, right? It's something about his tone and his general kind of voice. It's like, it's like golden syrup on your porridge. And for that reason, you don't notice that that syrup has got razor blades in it. Yeah, but then you know what it is? Even when you say really sweet, nice things, right, which you do quite a lot of the time, it has this sort of like barbed manner about it. In what way? It's like like you're like putting on silk silk knickers but with barbed wire in them. Like they feel nice. It feels feels quite similar to my golden syrup razor blade thing, but yeah, go on. I'll clear this up now. You haven't got an arsehole vibe. No, but I do. I got, do. Yeah, but you know you've got what you've got. You're very sweet. I think you're probably one of the sweetest. I've said this since I've known you, and I still would love to buy you a T-shirt that's like, what was it I used to call you? Sweet soul. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that is the one of the biggest compliments I could play you. You're a sweet-natured boy. Do you know what I mean? You're a sweet-natured soul. And Gu- I think, Guys, guys, just before you carry on with this, what what doesn't come across when you're listening to this is the sort of smug look on Tom's face when he when he sort of ironically says I'm a sweet soul. His little face is absolutely no. beaming right now. No, I, no, I'm really enjoying being giving a compliment to my friend. Mm. Like genuinely, like if there was like if I was going down a shopping aisle, right, and they were selling sweet natured souls, you would be one of them. You know. And I go, oh, that one looks nice. What would the other? What would some of the other ones be? That you know, uh, Joe Swash, right? I'd say both him and Stacey Solman would be sweet natured souls. souls, aren't they? Yeah, very sweet natured souls. Her sweet natured soul. Uh, I think Davina McCall would be a sweet natured soul. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. be honest with you. It's sort of my fault for sort of asking this, really. No, but 
it would, look, maybe that could be something else for you to go through uh, and say, look, and if you email the show, wolfowlpod at gmail.com. Oh, right? shit, son. He wasn't even reading that. Right. Yeah, go on. And, uh, and have sweet-natured soul. No, put in the headline, Rom's a sweet-natured soul like... And then put a picture of someone that you think is also a sweet natured soul, why? Uh, and just send those in. Why would why would we get a load of pictures sent into a podcast email? <laughs> what 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 do we do with those? Bearing in mind you don't you don't go for anything. Else. So now I'm going to be sent a shit ton of pictures that that we do what with? No, what do I do? Then I do fucking then right. I fucking this is, then this I is describe it, the You can't see what podcast. I'm doing. I'm doing a nice thing, right? You're sitting there on the on the in the back of your limousine or your Bentley or whatever, right? Yeah, You're sitting there, right? You know, you've got your fucking, your, you know, your Diet Coke and your, you know, vegan pork scratchings, right? You're sitting there and you're feeling a bit blue and a bit down, thinking everyone thinks you're a butthole, right? Butthole. And then you get on your iPad, open the Wolf and Wolf Owl pod g- at gmail.com, start scrolling down, and it's like, Rom is a sweet soul like, boom, Joe Swash. Rom is a su- sweet soul like Cliff Richard. Rom is a sweet soul like um, uh, uh, Shakira. That's your hot three. That's your hot three. Jay Swash, Cliff Richards, and Shakira. They were just off the top of my head. Oprah Winfrey. Right? You'd be like, oh, my God, wow. I feel better about myself. Thanks, Tom, for doing this. Then it will go into your brain that actually what I've done is a decent thing. And I've thought about it. How do I cheer my mate up? How do I cheer our Rom up? And and you'll see those pictures of those people beaming back at you. You open the Bentley, or the, your chauffeur will open the Bentley when you arrive at your destination. You'll get out, and someone was like, "Oh bloody hell!" I was, you know, I was walking around the town centre earlier. See Romesh pull up in his brand new Bentley. His chauffeur got out. He got out of the car, and he was smiling like I've never seen. I wonder why. And that why why because this thing that me and the listeners of this show have done for you. Thank you, listeners. Okay, can I just say, genuinely, you know, however nice you think that might be, please don't do that. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. Because it will add about half an hour to my time of, of preparing emails for this podcast. So can I just say from the bottom of my heart, please do not, absolutely do not do that. Thank you. You are very much like someone at Christmas is like, I don't want any presents. But well, is that don't. bad to say that? <laughs> oh, man, it's the worst. The worst. Do you say that? At Christmas, yeah, I don't want any presents, yeah. The thing about it is, I think that you need more delight and cheer. That's why I'm looking forward. I'm, you know, I'm actually spending quite a bit of time with you while we're filming King Gary. Mm. And I sort of, I get a lot of excitement out of seeing that big smile of yours, you know, and hearing your laugh. It's one of my favourite things. Do you know, like, so, um, do you I, know, do you know, um, I... Uh, Sometimes, like you know, when you you know you know couples and stuff, like other couples and different yeah. couples have different dynamics, and every now and again you see a couple and you sort of think, well, they must be in love because they've been together quite a long time and they look like they're in love with each other. But every time they're in a social setting, a dinner party or a party or whatever, 
the guy is just absolutely rinsing the shit out of that poor woman in front of everyone. Do you know what I mean? Like you sort of think, well, they must be close. <laughs> they must be in love. But you wouldn't be able to tell by the way that he sort of talks about it. He's always slagging her off. As soon as she says something, he sort of undermines it and rinses it, right? You know, when you see, you've seen yeah. those people. That yeah. is how I feel about how you treat me on the set of King Gary, right? Shut up. So we're... we're t- <laughs> <laughs> like this shit, right? From from now on, by the way, this new version of you is called Red Bull Ron. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, right? <laughs> right, this is how the conversation will go about Red Bull yeah, Ron. God, yeah. God. Oh, who was that last night? Oh, like Bobby Tucker, uh, Jojo, uh, oh, Red Bull Ron. Oh, really? Did he stay out for long? <laughs> you feel? <laughs> Yeah, you know when people turn the mick out of people, but so they still love them. Yeah, that's how I feel on the set of King Gary. <laughs> oh God! You know, I sort of turn up there. I sort of think I'm excited to see Tommy. Really buzzing to come and set King Gary, and I sort of sort of pull up, get to my trailer. He stood there holding court. Oh, look who it is, King Dickhead. <laughs> All right, Robbo, nice of you to turn up, you wanker. Anyway, what was I saying? Saying about football or rugby or boxing. <laughs> you know what maybe I should do is, because yeah. um, what I, I'm really focused upon is me and you, like, you know, because this podcast is, we're spending time on the podcast. We've got another project going together. We've got the film. Mm. What we are, we've got a lot going on together. Maybe I need to pay a little bit of attention to making you feel special. So, like, you know, every day you turn up, maybe if I've done a little something for you that makes you go, oh, he's thought of me. Like what? It makes you feel nice and warm and cuddly inside. I'm, do you know what? I might I might do that for you, you know. Yeah, but the trouble about you is I, I think sometimes think, like, if I say I'm going to do something, I'll follow through with it. Yeah. But with you, I think you'd be amazing. I think you'd do, like, two amazing acts and then you'd get bored of it, you know, and end up just walking around set playing with your yo-yo. That is true. I'm not the, the yo-yo thing, but yeah, I get bored of things very quickly. That is true. Yeah, yeah. I could just see you, me coming in and go, "Oh my god, new trainers!" Whoa, like that. Next week, oh, a loving new jumper. Wow. The next bit is nothing. Can, can I ask you a question? So, with, with regards to, so Lisa, my wife Lisa, um, yeah. I am very inconsistent with presents. Yeah. So, yeah. For example, well, I'll tell you the story. So. So when Lisa and I first got together, we were both teachers, right? And then I left teaching and became a comedian. And then yeah. shortly after I became a comedian, we were, we were just bro- completely broke, right? Like I, it was, yeah. well, even when we were teaching, we didn't have that much money. Anyway, I said to Lisa one day, because she, she'd always been about a mulberry bag, right? She's like, she loved, she, there's like yeah. a dream product for her, right? She wanted a mulberry bag. Yeah, yeah. And I said to her one day, if I've ever in a position where I can afford to get this mulberry bag, I'll get it for you, right? And then a few years later, things started to take off in comedy, and I thought, I've got to the point now where I can buy my wife a, a Marbury handbag, right? So I bought the Marbury handbag, uh, went into the, went and got it, went to a gig that night. We don't need to go into the story, but I left it. I left the Marbury bag at the gig. What? Yeah, mate. It, mate this wasn't the reason I got into this story, but I did leave it at the gig. So, it's, did you get it back? Yes, I did, mate. Can you imagine? <laughs> I like, by the way, I like the way that you're like, that isn't the story. I'm like, that is the story. 
and the, the arrest of I mean, that's a beautiful, that's an amazing story. I'd watch that film, by the way. What would you call that film about a man who leaves a Marlboro bag at a gig but then gets it back later? I mean, I'd call it a fucking great film. I'd say that, yeah. Yeah, it, it like, there's twists and turns. Because I can imagine Lisa's face when she got that Marlboro bag. No, Lisa, it'd just be a dreamy moment of absolute. But there's a time in the film, I'm sitting at the edge of my seat. I'm like, he's bloody forgotten the bag. He's forgotten the Marlboro bag. And, like, you're just sitting on the tube chatting to, you know, whoever, one of your comedy mates. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, your gig was good. You you barely did well. And you're like, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> or you'd be in the back of your Bentley. Uh, <laughs> and then, but as a viewer, you're like, he's forgotten the bloody Mulberry bag. He's forgotten it. That's, I'll tell you what, if any anyone who's in, like, you know, after that film idea, Get in touch because I think it's a good idea. If just email the show, Wolf Owl. I don't know why they need to get in touch. They've heard the story. (laughs) What do they? What do they need? What do they need from us at this stage? (laughs) Well, no, but you know the ins and outs of the other little details. You know, we just know that we know the sort of top top line. Obviously, there's other stuff that happened. Like, why did you leave it there? You got chatting to an audience member, or you know, another comedian. You know, you had to make your last train. Did you get it back that night or the? No, after. I got it back two days later. That is a, is a horrifying two days. Yeah, I bet. Well, that, this is even better. It's like a psychological thriller. Yeah. So I I, um, I got the bag. I went to the gig. Um, did the gig. And then just basically, I don't know if you have this, but like, do you carry a bag with you wherever you go? I know you've always, since I know you've always had a rucksack, but. Um, okay. okay. I, <laughs> well, yeah. well, 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 well. First of all, I've never heard you have a rucksack said in, in, in such an insulting way as you just said it. No, no, I didn't mean insulting. That's that's one of the things I like. Before Red Bull rom, there was rucksack rom. It's like, <laughs> do you not carry a bag with you all the time? Yeah, of course I do. Okay, but I I I've got like a man bag. I've got like what what have you got? Like a, I've got like a, I've got a couple of different like sort of ones that you hold. Satchel, like, yeah. yeah. No, no, not a satchel. Like a sort of, you know, like a sort of almost a miniature suitcase type thing. So, what's why am I a twat for having a rucksack? Mate, I didn't say you were a twat for having one. No, but your tone, that, your tone yeah. said that. You, you didn't say the words, but your tone yeah. said it. Right. I think with rucksacks, I, I mean, personally, I have a problem with rucksacks because I'm quite a big guy, okay. so they never come to the bottom, my, like okay. bottom of my back. So you're jealous. So, yeah. Okay. I, by the way, when I said about rucksacks, you bust a rucksack decently. You look good with a rucksack. I always look like a fucking tortoise that's outgrown its fucking house. So like my ass is fucking hanging out of it, my fucking head's quaking out of it. And like, why do you get? Why about, do you oh, get like a bigger one? Like when people go backpacking or whatever. Fucking what? I'm walking around. I'm like, you go travelling? No, no, no. I'm just literally in London for the day. <laughs> just don't want my ass sticking out the bottom <laughs> of this bag. I got a big. I got a bigger one for sort of bigger back coverage. Having <laughs> to fill it up. With fucking clothes and stuff. <laughs> what you got in there? I need to know, it's just my laptop. Yeah. Um, it's just a few essentials. A few, uh, just my laptop, uh, a couple of bottles of water. Like a gall. A tent. <laughs> fucking June. Um, a compass. Uh, an axe, in case you have to sort of chop your way out of any kind of heavy vegetation. Um, <laughs> hiking just boots. Just like I'm just fucking... Just in case you sort of cross yeah, a field. I look like I've just got back from a scout trip. <laughs> I look, look, man. Don't worry. You know, I've busted a two two strap uh, rucksack. Yeah, I still yeah. But if I'm honest with you, I if I don't have to carry a bag, I quite like to be free and easy. Mm, mm. So 
So, Sorry, so, so basically, the reason I, I brought that up is because I've got into I, you. I get into the habit of always make sure your rucksack's with you, right? So that's the thing I mentally check when I get. So I had a rucksack with me that day. I went to buy the Marbury yeah. bag. The Marbury bag's in like a big kind of carrier bag thing, and yeah. As I, I do the gig, and my instinct always when I've done the gig is get the fuck out of here as quickly as possible. However I've done at the gig, yeah. I just want to leave immediately, right? So I just pick up my rucksack and I go, imagine this, pulling up. The train pulls up in Crawley and I realise I've left the fucking handbag at the gig. Rank. I phone up, everyone's gone, Right? Like the gig's over. I felt like everyone's gone. This is this is this is how lucky I was in this instance. A girl I used to teach was at the gig, lived down the road from the venue, and knew the people that ran the place. She went back there the next day for me, right? Picked, got the bag that was still there, right out the back of the dressing room, took it home, and then her parents got it to me like the next day. How mad is that? Wow, that is incredible. That's not how I saw the story going at all. I thought you were going to say, like, the promoter found the bag. The promoter called you and said, hey, man, look, you know, yeah, I've got your mobile bag. And, you know, da, 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 everything's going to be all right. But for, So you had to wait that night yeah, without knowing the fucking, wow. See, I wouldn't have slept that night. Well, I don't think I did. I don't think I did. It, because a mobile bag's, I mean, I don't know what a mobile bag costs, but. Uh, I can't remember how much it was. I can't remember how Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. But what I would say to you is this. I also hadn't told Lisa I was getting her the bag. So she's basically <laughs> lying next to a man who's having a fucking eight-hour panic attack in bed. <laughs> that is the worst. Because she's got... If she knew, there'd be a part of her going, oh, my God, that's a mate. I can't believe you've left it. But that is an amazing thing, and we'll we'll try and work this out together. That you didn't tell us. No, you because were... I wanted it to and be a surprise. Say, let me just say, <laughs> let me just jump this in, right? Yeah. And anyone listening, I think hopefully gets what I get. What an amazing guy you are! That you're going through this absolute fucking inner turmoil, knowing that the back. Look, look, your surprise could just be that. Then you've just got to leave it. You can't even tell her, right? Mm. You know, you'd have just had to suck it up and go, well, I've got to fucking graft that little bit harder to get a mulberry bag again. I've basically just brought a fucking random person a mulberry bag now. Right? I hope they enjoy it. I basically, like people, people are starting going to your gigs going, fucking go and see Rubbish's yeah. gigs. He always lives in like a surprise yeah. guest. Have you seen uh, an audience member? Have you seen a person that's running uh, Windsor Community Centre's got, got herself a little mulberry handbag now? <laughs> My mate Danny went and saw Rubbish and he got a Gucci belt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No, but the truth of it is, right, I don't think, I think I would have melted and gone, look, brought your Moby bag, I've left it at the gig, hopefully someone's honest enough that we're going to get it back, you know, but, you know, I will buy that cinema and I'll get you another one if we don't. I feel, you know, that you held your fucking nerve. You, you know what you've done. You have climbed up the rankings of how much I respect No, but listen, can I tell you something? I actually think you're giving me too much credit, bro, because that is actually quite a self-serving strategy because I think saying, not telling someone, see, here are my options. I either tell her or don't, right? Those are obviously the options. If I, if I don't tell her, right, and I get the bag, I get to surprise her with the bag. Great. That's a win, right? If I yeah. don't tell her and I never get the bag back, I just swallow that and push that deep inside. In a few years, it will be some sort of heart problem, right? 
It, but still, she's not upset by that. She's she's none the wiser, right? But wouldn't you have just gone and brought her another bag? Okay, I don't think. Listen, this is a big fucking expenditure. Right? I'm not going. I'm not going to swallow that and go and get another one, right? Well, or a lesser bag. It's not quite the same, is it? I know you wanted a mulberry bag. Um, it's quite expensive. So I've got you this mulberry bag. <laughs> Funny story. I didn't get you a mulberry bag, but someone else has <laughs> yeah. got it now. Yeah, somebody is enjoying a mulberry bag. It's not you. But on the other hand, if I if I do tell her the surprise is ruined, if I get the bag back, if I do tell her, so that's that's slightly bad. And if I do tell her and I don't get the bag, all she hears about is a mulberry bag that she's not got. I mean, th- th- do you know what I mean? I'm sort of balancing up the options here. Yeah, but I think I think option B is far worse. What? Well, no, I think right. Look, when when I say you got to buy another bag. You haven't got to buy it the next day. You just cow- hang on to that sentiment. Right. You and I'll wait, I'll wait for however long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Eight, eight months, nine months, you know. Also, you know, you are, a, you know, you're, you've got a big social media presence. I would say you're sort of a couple of rungs down from being an influencer, right? <laughs> you can easily put on, like, your forums and just say, yo, you know, Rom here. Hey, guys. Hope you're all well. Um you know what? Do you know what's funny about this? Right, is you're you're trying to get me to bite. I'm not deliberately, and then I can see you're waiting for my reaction. You're goading me, and then you're almost disappointed when I don't react. No, but I know I was being honest, and then you're like, "Yo, guys, Rom, your man Rom here." Um, <laughs> um, I don't know if any of you were at the Windsor Centre yesterday. Did a big gig there. Um, uh, hope you all had a low time. Um, listen, um, I left a Mulberry, uh, handbag that was a big gift for my wife, uh, for our wedding anniversary. Look, if anyone finds it, please get back to your man, Rom, um, and there will be a reward for it. All the best. If I ever posted something like that, if I ever post something like that and I'm inviting people in the, if I, if you see me post anything like that, please let me know. And you just say, Romesh, you've done the post. Please immediately quit comedy, <laughs> and I will. And I will do exactly that. I just like the thought of like someone getting back in your little face, and yeah. But I mean, mate, that's that's a anyway. That's a good film. The, 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 the point I was trying to make with that whole story is that um, Lisa got that bag, and it was delightful, um, and she was really. What was her face like when you mate, gave it to it her? Was, look, it was um, like it was everything you'd hoped it would be. Do you know what I mean? Like, she was, like, really... It was, it was fucking lovely, man. But the next year, I didn't get her anything. Well, nothing. I might have got her a card, card or something, right? What I'm saying to you is, I just it just varies in terms of where, I, where I'm at as to what I get her. And I think it might be... You know, some years I get her something great, some years I don't. And I think it might be... Is that, like, psychological torture? That's worse than sort of getting no. shit presents every year, isn't it? it look, man, I'm not going to say I agree with it because I think it is sort of, you know, but also I think like a Mulberry bag would be regarded as a birthday and Christmas that's present. A, that's, probably a, that's, a two a two, that's a two-year present. Yeah, it's a two-present. It's two a two-year year present. present. Easy, a two-year yeah. present. It's not a flippant present. It's not like you've got her like, I don't know, like some fucking vouchers for fucking River Island and you don't get her anything for two years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a it's a hell of a gift, yeah. and mate, it's it's that's a gift that she can be shown off for and telling people about, probably for five years. So yeah. 
Do you know th- that thing about um, how your and I'd love some emails about this. How your partners talk about you to other people, right? Now, but like, you know, we just said about like Lisa telling her like that is a that I've given Lisa the gift there. Obviously, I've given her the mother bag, but I've also given her the gift of being able to pretend that she's proud of the husband that she's got, right? Do you know what I mean? In terms of like, oh, he got me this Marlboro bag. I've always been talking about this Marlboro bag, blah, 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 right? So that's a nice story. Sometimes I feel like I am being absolutely coated off by Lisa and her mates. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever walk in on a conversation with Catherine and her mates and they say something and you go, okay, I've been getting rinsed here before I arrived. Has Has that ever happened to you? Yes, that's happened to me my whole life. <laughs> that's a new thing that's just rocked up since I've been married. That's happened since I was probably one of my first recollections is fucking walking down my parents talking about me to some of their friends about sort of like quite how fucking disappointed they are with me. <laughs> I was fucking four foot fucking higher than any of the other fucking kids. The only kid who couldn't read at fucking 14. So, yeah, so being privy of the people that you've been a little bit of a disappointment to the people who love you, it's not something that's just fucking like, oh, wow, this is a new feeling. Yeah, but sometimes, like, like, for, like a couple of times, this is a couple of times. Once, I walked I walked up to Lisa and one of her mates chatting, and they went, um, and she went, all right, Lisa, I'll see you later. Um, and, I, and I went, oh, how, how are you? I won't name the person. And she went, yeah, yeah, fine, fine. So everything going on? Right? She goes, yeah. She goes, uh, got a bit of a problem in the bathroom. The sink's a bit loose. I'd ask you to help, but you're absolutely fucking useless at anything like that, aren't you, Rob? Oh, yeah. And then Lisa and her both start laughing. So then I know now that this is a thing. This is like a known thing that I'm shit at stuff like that. I've had that in front of, you know where it's even worse is in front of workmen or people who come into your house. Oh, my God. You know, like we had a guy who came in to like hang my TV in my living room. And like, don't get me wrong, I probably could have done it. I probably could have done it myself. But I'm a believer in, right, that in the world that we live in, works in circular motion, right? Sure. And the fact is, if someone's brilliant at doing gardens, you should employ that person to do garden your garden rather than try and budget yourself. Yeah, don't get me wrong, there's some stuff I laid out patio, blah, 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 whatever. But you should try and, you know, spread spread the love, spread the whatever. Mm. But we got this guy to hang the TV, and he was like a... Quite an easy job, mate. Can you just do this yourself? And I was like, "Well, yeah, I probably could, but yeah, you know, I just thought, you know, I'd write, I don't want to make loads of unnecessary holes in a wall, and you know, I want it to look nice, and you know, it's the fucking TV in my living room. So, I, you know, you, you you came recommended by someone I know, and he was like, um, "Big fella, like yourself, struggling to get the TV oh my up." God. I was like, "What?" Like, you know, and every time my wife was in the vicinity, um, he'd just make more jokes. He was like, "I see what." So you probably need some pictures hanging in the hallway. You want me to do that as well? It's like everything seemed to be a joke. Like and, and then something. Yeah, and Catherine found it hilarious. She, you know, sort of like you know, it was. And and since then, has sort of had this. There's been a bit of a joke that I just pay people to come and do stuff, which isn't the cat. I genuinely think, well, I could do this myself. The back fence broke the other week. I probably could spend two days doing that, or I could give someone. Someone else could come and do that for me. And that's their job, and they're getting paid, and then they can go and they can do a nicer job than I can. I'm a believer. Yeah, you're contributing to the economy. That's exactly. That's probably a shorter way of actually just yeah, saying what I was saying. <laughs> but I'm a believer in doing yeah. it. I was on the tools myself. So I mean, do you like workmen coming into your house? Um, I find it very uncomfortable if I'm being honest with you. You know, like because I feel. Listen, I know this isn't a very 2021 thing to say. I'm fully aware of that. 
but having workmen in the house makes me feel emasculated. Okay, there I said it, and 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 for yeah. some reason I start deciding to sound more knowledgeable than I actually am about the shit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, they'll go like, so, you know, obviously structurally, that's going to be, I'll go, yeah, no, absolutely, mate. That's going to, and I was saying that to, I was saying that to Lisa, I don't know what the fuck she's on about. Do you know what I mean? But I was, uh, yeah. All of that shit. I started becoming a real twat, you know, and I can't help it. And I know I'm becoming a twat, but I just feel so self-conscious about being in front. Do, do you know what happened? Okay, this is really fucking embarrassing, right? So the, this is really embarrassing, okay? I bet I can trump this embarrassment, okay, but fine. go on. So a few weeks ago, right, we had uh, a few, it was a few months ago, actually. We had, a, we had a, a power cut, right? Like all of the power downstairs in the house went out, right? And I went to like do the fuse box or whatever, but just nothing, you know, the usual shit wasn't working. You know, they flick the thing back on and don't check anything, just fucking flick it and hope for the best, right? All of that wasn't working. So Lisa... Her, one of her mate's husbands uh, is an electrician, right? So she phones him up. She goes, can you come sort this out? So he's like, yeah. So he comes around to to to, to, to do it. And he says, one of your circuits, I don't know what the fuck he said. Something like, you know, one of the circuits here has, has gone wrong. I need to get into the loft, right? So we go upstairs and he goes to me, uh, what's the mechanism to get into the loft? I, I have never been into the loft at our house right and not only not only have i never been into the loft at our house i've never opened the loft door right so what happened what? was yeah, mate i've i i personally have never opened the door to the loft so the guy walks up and he goes how do you open the loft door and then he and then he stands there and watches me explore how to open this loft door and fail by the way right I can. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, but I just can. I just yeah. say, yeah. I, I, this is far more embarrassing. Right, okay. Than <laughs> so then he figures it out, right? So this bloke has been in my house. Were your sons there? Were your sons there? No, the thank. Well, they were there, but they weren't. They, they very rarely gather around to watch dad talk to the electrician. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's talking. Daddy's talking to a workman. Charlie, Theo, quick, quick as can be. He's getting knowledge. He's getting knowledge from a man with a trade. Come, let's gather and see if we can feast on the fruits of his knowledge. Boys, if you're after a hoot, your father's talking to a workman again. This can't be worse than the plumber fiasco. Um, anyway, so the guy gets in the loft, he goes and sorts it out. And I said to him, as he was going, I said, have you had anyone like... Is that one of the worst things you've seen? Somebody not being able to get into their own loft? And he goes, I've got to be honest, yeah. Wow. And I looked wow. at Lisa. She looked at me and her eyes said, it'll be three years before I even touch your dick. <laughs> right, this, this, is, this is my version. Okay. This is what happened to me, right? So we moved to the new area I live in, right? Mm. When we moved here, we moved it because my wife wanted to be closer to her family and friends. You know, I, like yourself, I'm working on the road more. So I didn't know anyone when we moved yeah. here. Um, and so we move in. And when we move in, we're like, we needed some work done for the, in the house. Yeah. Need some bits and bobs done. So we get these guys who come over to do some bits at the house. And um, so, when I, you know, I'm sort of chatting to them. I'm at home at the time. Uh, start chatting to them here and there. And nice enough, guys. Um, and one evening I say to Catherine, I'm like, um, yeah, you know, those uh, 
yeah, a nice pair of lads, the guys doing stuff at house. And she's like, oh, yeah. I said, it's quite weird moving to a new area. You know, haven't got as many friends and, you know, you sort of don't know as many people. It makes me think about when I worked at a building site. Sort of a, probably, I was a bit homesick, you know, mm. missing London. So, uh, <clears throat> so about a week later, right, on the Friday, I'm up here, like, working away and whatever. And Catherine goes, Tom, Tom. And she sounds quite excited. I'm like, you know, what's this? And sort of come down. These two guys are waiting at the door. And they say, um, yeah, you ready to go for a pint then? And I'm like, what? And they say, oh, yeah, you're up for going for a pint then? Catherine said about going for a pint. And I was like, pardon? Like, what's going on? And they were like, we'll wait in the van and we'll yeah, see you in a second. So they, you know, sort of leave. And I'm like, what, what's happening? And she was, Catherine was, you know, I felt really sad and sorry for you that you felt homesick. Oh, my God. So I sort of thought, these guys, <laughs> you might want to go out for a couple of pints with these guys. I was like, but I don't fucking know these guys. I don't know who they are. Like, you know, she said, yeah, but you've got on with it. I've got them in the bases there at my house doing stuff. And, you know, I make them a cup of tea and I make a joke about rich tea biscuits. But I haven't got enough to, you know, I don't know them. And now they expect me to go for a pint. You know, so... And I was like, they're still going to be here for another month. I can't fucking now just blow them out. So, yeah. Was part of you quite excited about this? No. Okay. No. Because I spent all of my late teenage years and all of my 20s going to the pub with family and friends who are builders. I, I've This wasn't my first rodeo. Sure. I, number one, knew that there's no such thing in that fucking scenario as a pint. You know what I mean? I know it's three pints at least because everyone's got to buy a fucking round. And I know that probably two, so six at least. Yeah. So I get in the van. We go to what is one of the roughest places. I live in a nice area. They sort of almost sort out what seems to be the roughest pub you could ever imagine. We go in straight away. Uh, I'm getting screwed out or I'm getting people who get really excited about the fact that, you know, there's a new face in the pub. Um, and one, the normal thing of like, I hope you're not here for a fucking punch up sort of thing. And I'm like, oh God. And yeah, these guys just then sort of, we, we chatted for a little while and then sort of conversation just frizzled out. And then I just sort of sat while they talked to other mates of theirs. Well, I sort of played the fruit machine for a bit. And then I sort of like, and I was probably about 10 miles away from my house. I'd sort of, I was like, how long do I stay before I can just go, guys, thanks for sort of bringing me out. And, you know, I felt like genuinely, like this is one of the most fucking embarrassing situations. And, you know, they did the thing of like, we brought around each and someone was like, oh, we're going to do a whip. And I'm like, oh, I'll probably sell my own. They're like, oh, fuck it, yeah, big time. So I was like, ended up fucking, I only had 20 quid on me. I had to put 20 quid in the whip. And then I'm I'm still quite fucking, I'm still a bit of a penny pincher. So I'm like, well, that's fucking at least um, fucking I mean, there's five a lot, points. The, 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 first of all, you're, you're having a drink with strangers, essentially, which, you know, yeah, all, all yeah. friends are when you first meet them, which is so fair enough. Yeah. What I would say is, I think the most upsetting part of that story is the fact that Catherine organised that. That is, yeah, but, but she did it for a really good no, place. Listen, I know she did it for a really good reason, and I, I know Catherine. She's a lovely, lovely woman. But you can't help but imagining how those conversations went, went down. <laughs> yeah, but that's the bit that makes you... me most ashamed. Because <laughs> you know, the saddest thing is, my mum had those conversations when I went to a new school. Oh, mate. No. Oh, he's finding it really quite hard to sort of make any meaningful friendships. Oh, oh no. It's, yeah. It, it's, a, yeah. And then they came back and it was like, we're still going out Friday. And I'm like, no, I've got stuff on. And then I had to find excuses to be out of my own house on a Friday. <laughs> I had to go to the pub with them. 
Um, Sorry, yeah. Well, look, listen, we would love, I'm going to do it like a little, can I do a little radio show style thing here? We would love your yeah, thoughts on two things. One, uh, what your take is on uh, Tom being set up on a, uh, on a sort of a, a mandate uh, by his wife. And also how pathetic you think it is that I hadn't opened my loft door before that man came around. So yeah. I'd love your thoughts on that. Now, um, and also casting suggests, suggestions for the Mulberry Bag film. Sure, sure. That's another thing that I can wade through when I'm doing the... So you've got four things to be getting on with Don't send the pictures. Okay, so do you want to do an email? before? Because we're actually, we've actually talked yes, for ages now. So we've only really got time. For, let's do an email. Do, we've got time for one. Um, can I give you the topics and then you tell me which one you want to go for? Yeah, go for it, bro. Uh, so I, I, I've selected three here. Um, yeah. Comic relief. Yeah. Somebody responding to your suggestion for me to do the kids' exams for them. Yeah. Uh, after cheese and cheese and onion pasty gate, and someone that's got a genuine kind of uh, a genuine question about about friendships. You know, let's get. You know what? I think that let's get. I think we're both in a very genuine mood today. I think we're both. I think we're we've we've as they say in. Married at First Sight and such things. I think we have stripped back and we are both quite vulnerable right now. Um, so uh yeah, let's let's go with this one. Can I tell it can I tell you something honestly? I am feeling quite vulnerable today. And and th- th- there it. are there are there are three things. There's a few things that I've said on this podcast that afterwards I'm gonna text you about to see if it's all right to keep them in. Yeah, I know you are. I can see the, it. The, the, the present thing. Yeah. The not the not responding to messages on social media. Yeah. And the loft thing. Those are three things that I think paint me in quite a bad light. I've got to be honest. I think the loft thing's fine. The mulberry bag thing is one of the sweetest, most kind gestures that you could do. You shouldn't feel bad about No, the about. present thing I'm talking about. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you get something good oh, and sometimes you get something shit. You know, that kind of inconsistency. Mate, there is people out there who will never, like, and, mate, you know, there's people out there who are a lot worse than that. You brought someone a mulberry handbag. All right. Yeah. And what about the messages thing? Well, you're a dickhead for that, but oh, yeah. oh. okay. Um, here we go. This is from oh, and I'm going to keep this anonymous. Yeah. Hi, Rom and Tom. I've been a fan of both your work for some time, and I'm really loving the show. My 20 minute walk to the local Greg's, listening to the podcast every Thursday lunchtime, has genuinely become an unexpected highlight of my lockdown. I have a question for you about your groups of mates. I'm a normal 42 brackets, not 46 year old bloke from Southeast London, and I have a close group of mates who I've known since school. We used to go out to pubs and clubs every weekend, but obviously as we've got older and people have got married and had kids, this is reduced to maybe once every couple of months. Anyway, over the years, we've all had jobs and hobbies and met new people, and every now and then one of these new friends gets introduced to the original group of mates. It sounds like you both have groups of mates from before you became famous, but clearly you've made celebrity friends through your current work. Have you ever, or would you, introduce your new celebrity friends to your original group of mates? Do your normal mates ever pester you to get one of your celeb mates to come along to the pub? Uh, Rom, have you have any of your mates tried to get you to bring Tom along or vice versa? If you've ever mixed your friend groups, how has it gone? Or do you keep it completely separate? Anyway, I just wondered how these things work in the celebrity world. I've certainly worked with and got on with people which I probably wouldn't take on a night out with the lads. But in other cases, I've invited work colleagues out with mates and they've got on great. I guess celebrity adds another layer. Keep up the great work with the pod. Uh, the tracksuit bottom zip issue has been bugging me for ages. Glad you brought it up. Okay. Um, it's quite a convoluted, not convoluted. I don't think that sounds like I'm insulting the email. It's a great email. Uh, thank you for your it's a email. Wonderful email. Um, 
in answer to your question, I mean, I'll, I'll sort of start off. It, it's, uh, it's, actually, it's a good question. I, I um, What I find sort of infuriating, the, the truth is, I'll be honest with you, I tend not to uh, mix my friends. Uh, people I've met uh, since I started doing comedy, I tend not to mix with my friends from like back home. And I tell you for a, a very, very simple reason. Uh, my friends all love the people I hang out with more than me. And and it won't be a normal mix. So for example, loads of my friends watch King Gary. They think Tom's fucking amazing. If I brought Tom along to drinks, I would have to stand there and watch while they just sort of hero worshipped him. And I don't think we'd ever get to a point where we'd have a normal night. Do you know what I mean? It's the truth of it. So the answer to that question is, is I've done it a couple of times. And um, like Rob's, Rob's met a couple of my mates, Rob Beckett, and my friends just start going, oh, mate, you're so funny. What about when you did this thing? And what about when you did that thing? And I just think, fucking hell, this is, this is bad. So... Um, yeah, the answer to that question is I find it slightly tricky. What about you? Well, I, I think that I don't think that's a fame thing. I think even before I did what we do for a living now, I remember like bringing a mate out with a group of like a guy that I knew from work, and I brought him out with a load of other old old mates, old school mates, and they all just everyone loved him to bits. And before I knew it, he was like coming out every fucking weekend with us, and I was like, you know, he literally he overtook the group. It's like when you. Well, I'd say the worst one you get is you play Sunday league football. You bring in a player, you bring in someone, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mate Lee can play football. Fucking great footballer. Da, da, da. You bring him into the team. So for a day, you're the guy who brought Lee along. Mm. But fucking the sands of time washed that fucking got long gone. Fucking six games into the season, Lee's the fucking hero of the team. Everyone fucking loves him. And no one even remembers who introduced him to the team. Whilst you're sitting on the sub bench, you get back to the pub after where everyone's... Lee's also great at karaoke, you know, and, and you've just got to literally ride it out until Lee has sex with someone else's fucking missus in the team and everyone hates him. But like, Jesus Christ, that was fucking hell. That was full on. <laughs> Imagine how pathetic you'd sound if, um, if Lee's like all popular, everybody's loving Lee... And then just you're in a bit of a mood. And people think, oh, bloody hell, Tom's in a bit of a huff. What's up with Tom? And then somebody comes over, Tom, you're right. And you go, yeah, I just think, you know, I just think everybody seems to love Lee. I just wish, you know, sometimes it feels like people forget who brought him into the group. And then those people would say, Tom, that might be the most pathetic thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> no, but that, I think it's a worrying thing. I think like you bring someone in. Do you, I don't want. I don't want everyone like after every time Lee scores a goal to turn around to me and go, "Nice one, mate, for bringing Lee down." Right? What I you don't do want, want that is you like, do want that. No, I, what I don't want is the middle term going. Oh yeah, uh, we all went down to sports bar this weekend, uh, and I'm like, oh, I didn't get invited. Oh, Lee arranged it. Do you know what I mean? What I'm saying to you is, beware of. Well, let's just call them Lees, right? And people that, you know, that can happen in any fucking social standing. Be, beware of Lee's, like, in beware of, question, beware of have... Lee's in Tom's clothing, is what he's saying. Go on. You're so happy with I that. Know. You're so happy. Just to tell everyone, because he likes to fucking speculate on my reaction. When he said, beware of Lee's in Tom's clothing, right, he sort of ruffled his hair and licked no, his lips. No, fuck off. <laughs> no, listen, when I, do, when I talk about your reactions, I'm being genuine. You just make shit up. 
you, 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 you got so close to your mic, you might as well you'll get pregnant. Beware, like, beware of leaves in Tom's clothing. What I'm saying to you is it doesn't matter. Well, be, be careful. You know, do not let a fox into the chicken coop is what I'm saying. Mm. Be careful. And and I have plenty of friends who love the idea of Romesh coming out for a drink with us. Loads of them. Like, they're obsessed with him. So that's why I keep Romesh very much to myself. Uh, like, you know, if if I could, I'd probably, like, lock him in a little room that I could <laughs> go and record the podcast once a week with him. <laughs> like, the, like, yeah. like that glass tank in you. <laughs> Just coming in and checking in every now and again. <laughs> the glass taking you. Um. Uh, just posting me little subway footlongs through the uh, through the letterbox. But I'm a vegan. <laughs> You're gonna be a hungry vegan, mate. Get that down, you. Three meat fucking sub, daddy boy. Get that down, you fussy little vegan prick. <laughs> I had the worst one of a, a another comedian, he, a good friend of both of us, came to my wedding, and all of my wedding pictures were of that person. <laughs> Genuinely, the photographer sent us our wedding pictures. There was like four of me and my wife, and the rest were like close-ups and shots of this, you know, like fucking surveillance shots of this fucking <laughs> other comedian. I was like, the fuck is this? <laughs> and she was like, oh, you know, send him, send him, he might get a kick. He might, it might be his new headshot, that one. I was like, that's not why you were there. It's none of my parents. My <laughs> name. <laughs> Well, you know, none of my grandparents. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> she fucking pay for headshots, but yeah. So yeah, be care- yeah. Don't worry, man. It's it's you know, just yeah. I think you're just you've got a, you've got a grasp on life, and I think by the sounds of things, you are a better facilitator of new faces than either myself or Ramesh. You sound like you're a lot more giving, and uh, yeah, you haven't got the hangups that we have. Um. Okay, Tom. It's uh, it's about that time, boy. Now listen. Before we get into your closer, I'm really worried yeah. about this episode. I'm just going to tell you that now. Really? I just think I've come across really I've come across really badly in this. I think. You you know what it is? You know yeah. what it is? You're recording it in a hotel room on yeah. your own. Yeah. You're worried about what you're having for your tea. Yeah, correct. Yeah. That is true. You yeah. You're sitting in quite a from what I can see, and this is to the cast this person, it's quite a sad looking room. Yeah, you're absolutely right in that. All right. To be fair, a fucking glass. A glass box in my garage would actually be a fucking uplift from where you are right now, right? Yeah. So that's why you that's why you worry. Okay. Don't worry, man. All right. You're, and let me ask you. I, I need to do a big shout out because someone did message me, and I thought it was a very nice thing. I think you should be commended for, uh, yeah, the the film that went out last night that you're a part of. Uh, I think it's worth saying what an amazing thing that's is that you're a part of and, and yeah i think i someone messaged me and i thought wow that's that's a great sentiment so i think you should be heralded for um for the message that you're getting out there uh and uh yeah we we we, we knock lumps out of each other but i, I massively respect you for doing that I think so right. tom's uh the film Very that tom's referring to is i put out a short thing of me dogging in how it would say <laughs> <laughs> As ever, he could never take a compliment. That uh, no, was the vaccine video. Thank you very much for that, bro. I appreciate that. By the way, just so you know, look, that's a, that vaccine video. So loads of people have been very, very nice about that. What I would say is the people who are anti-vaccine, I mean, I cannot even... Okay, let me just... I posted one on Instagram, right? Um, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, so 
this is the one that uh let me show you let me just read a couple of them uh how much did they this is from uh somebody how much did they pay you to promote davos agenda and pumping animals into your body you sausage smoker stick to telling jokes and not forcing brainwashed morons to follow your sausage sucking agenda you pleb and this one this one is mad <laughs> right listen to this one i hope you get acid thrown at you what mate that's what somebody wow. said. That is insane. I know. It's like the people that don't like it really don't really fucking. Yeah. There's this. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. This is another one, right? Um, I don't know if I should read this one out, right? but I've got a few of them. They, they, I, I wasn't upset by any of them. I just thought they were funny. Um, somebody says, I, I shouldn't reply to any of these, should I? I'm, I'm, I should take no, the advice that I give you. Just quickly. I like the fucking fact you've chastised me for getting back to someone who's asking for fucking acting advice. And you're like, I shouldn't get back to any of these people who are saying about having acid thrown into my face. No, but listen to this one. There's, there's, one where, there's one where somebody's gone, uh, Romesh, I've enjoyed your shows, um, but, then, but now my support for you finishes. Putting out Take the Vaccine film ends my interest in you. And I'll be encouraging my peers to ignore you. I take it you're not concerned as a vegan the AstraZeneca vaccine is made from chimpanzee adenovirus and then cultivated on a something or other. You're shameful. I mean, fucking hell, these people are mad, aren't they? Yeah, but that's quite an intelligent mad person. He's not even sworn. Tell Catherine I said hello. Um, (laughs) Okay, sorry, I had to to put a button on the end of that. I didn't really know how to end that, so it was a bit cheap. Yeah, I could see that. I could see you scratched your head, sort of like put your hand through your sort of like elaborate and crazy hair. It's so fucking mad, isn't it? I'm going to do a phone. It's like doing a podcast with sort of like a 70s Bob Dylan at the moment. Except without any of the sort of creative nows. Um, Okay. (laughs) Um, Right, Tom, do the thing, brother. Take us out. To whence those old trainers that thou used to wear? Where do they lie now? Look, let me tell you something. Sometimes you are the new kick-ass trainers, a new creamy pair of Jordans or maybe just a nice pair of Yeezys or whatever floats your boat. But I want you to spare a thought about the trains you've not worn for a while, or maybe for Alanis Morissette, who once upon a time lauded the greatest album that you could imagine. We all just sat and listened. <sighs> Ironic just ran through our veins and then nothing. It's okay to be the bell of a ball, but sometimes it's also okay to be someone who's waiting at the ball and just provided people with drinks or a well-meaning doorman who helped someone find a shoe uh, in Cinderella, but no one ever talks about you. The truth of the matter is sometimes you're the bridesmaid, but you're never the bride. I want you to remember on your lowest days, anything is possible. And on your highest days, remember the low ones. For we are all just trainers looking to be worn. Can I tell you something? I don't know if it's because I'm tired or because I'm on my own in a hotel room or what but that's like that might be the best one you've ever done wow thank you do you know where that came from i was actually speaking to you during that one because i know how i can see how you feel right now and that was meant for you and for your heart and i'm doing a heart motive now yeah okay that's sort of sort of a weird way to end that but uh okay uh thank you so much for listening to the wolf for now um wolfalpod at gmail.com Thank you so much for listening. Let us know if you think I came across like an arsehole in this episode. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Thank you very much. (laughs) Please, just remember... (laughs) 
Sweet soul like rum. Get those <laughs> solos in. Do don't do that. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.